Hola. Welcome to episode 12 of Word to Your Mama. We're back. We're back. We took a little break. We took a little break last week because I was thinking, you know, this could be ready to roll. I just got to record the intros and Supernatural Bears part of the outros and this could be ready to roll. And I was like, you know what? We need a break. We need a break. And then I was like, maybe we should do an episode, a bonus episode with me and the Supernatural Bear. But then I was like, nah, we just, it's a break. At least a couple of days of a break because this year has been so trash, right? But coming back, we're coming back strong because I wanted to have someone that, of course, is part of the tribe, but someone that I've looked up to, even though she's younger than me, since I first met her because of how she moves and and, and navigates through life in this world. Um, she's someone that I think about that it's always about integrity, is about um, being a voice for the voiceless. Standing up for what's right, no matter what, and those are that's the way I live my life, and and I've seen that in her since since jump. Um, you'll hear in the in, in the rest of the part with her uh, why I needed to apologize to her, and also you know that we, you got your tribe, but sometimes certain things happen in life that don't that doesn't allow you to to really connect at a deeper level with everyone in your tribe, but then something happens and you have that time. It's, it's, it's that window of opportunity and it, and then it happens and you'll hear how that goes down. But it was really important for me to, to have someone that, especially during these times, um, she's a health and equity advocate and she works in the space of public health where public health meets education and and that type of programming. So I was like, you know, this is important. And I feel like when you listen to her story and the work that she's doing, I feel like I left thinking, feeling positive, feeling hopeful that if people like her and organizations like the one she works for are doing the work and times keep evolving that, you know, I feel like, Baby steps, but steps nonetheless. So, yeah, let's listen to Rebecca Serna Cervantes. No, no, you're not delayed. Not right now. Okay, you're good. Okay, okay. Sweet, 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 yeah. sweet, sweet. Um, <laughs> so, do you, have you, you've done like your panels and stuff, but have you been on a podcast before? Not on a podcast, no. But panels all day and talking and speaking like, and yes, presenting, you know, trainings, coaching, but not, but definitely not um, on a podcast. <laughs> You're the first. Woo! Popping that cherry, <laughs> diggy, diggy. <laughs> so, my, this is my attempt to say your name correctly, and I'll say it. Incorrectly with the accent, con acento. Rebecca Serna Cervantes. Yay? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with one C. One C. One C. <laughs> Only one C, kids. Don't get it twisted. Um, it's funny because when I think of you and your, like Rebecca, like when we talk amongst the crew, it's like Rebecca, Rebecca. But when I talk to someone else that's not part of the crew, I have to say your name, Rebecca. Is that weird? Yeah. Like, like, 
like show some respect. Like it has to be Rebecca. Like it's it's really weird. I'm like, oh, Rebecca, my friend, she lives in Rebecca. Um, <laughs> And I think the only and, Rebecca and Irvine. <laughs> yeah. And and the like one of the reasons why like there's like this respect thing because like I was thinking get prepping for this and doing research and stuff. I was like, since jump we met in college, right? I think I was a the junior year, right? Second year. So, uh, yes, I think it was. Yeah, I think our second year. I think it was our second ninety. Was it 94? Yeah. Ooh, the 90s. It was the 90s. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I, there, you guys already had like an established crew. You guys met in the dorms and, and stuff like that. So, like, I was new to the crew, but I got to know everybody else because mm-hmm. they moved out of the dorms and then I ended up living with them, right? So that's how I got to know them. And, you know, Danny lived, Cabezon lived with us here and there. So I got to really know him and spend a lot of time with him. But you, didn't live on campus anymore. So I didn't really get to connect with you right away. But ever since I met you, I was like, she's a little lady. Like she's grown. <laughs> Actually, I never lived on campus. Oh, I forgot. You never lived on campus, but you met Aaron. Yeah. Before uh, Aaron and Dave, before the summer, before we started college. Oh yeah. That's this, how it is. Oh, some that. summer thing that they had. Yeah. So we met the summer before and then Ooh. Aaron met Danny and others so then that's how that's how that all happened oh yeah so you got but you guys were already like a crew like you guys all knew yeah. each other and stuff like that so when I met you I was like oh, I was like she's like grown to me like you always seemed like an adult adult <laughs> for some reason <laughs> like an old soul yeah like an old like an old soul like because I'm an old soul but at that time I was still young like you know I don't know it just you just seem like mature and put together and then I was thinking of like our timeline Mm. um but then like we'd have table day Mm -hmm. right and so table day Wednesdays table day Wednesday so what we had in we went to Long Beach State so there was a a walkway there what was that a cafeteria what was that a store uh, what was, was that? it the gold the the yeah the store and the golden was it the golden nugget or <laughs> what was that place called i don't know <laughs> the, it was the bookstore or something oh yeah like part the, was the bookstore book and stuff store, yeah and so you mm-hmm. have to walk everyone had to walk by but there was like a little pet like a patio and tables and stuff so we sit there would call the table day and we'd you you to get to that other side of the school, you had to walk through there. There was like no other way. I mean, there was other ways, but that was like the main f- through fair. Mm-hmm. And so we'd sit there and just talk shit about everybody who, <laughs> who walked past, you know, but like, look at this motherfucker, da, 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 like all that guy, like all the cheese, man, all the stuff. And it was like, we look forward to it. It was like. So the highlight of the week. It was a highlight. It was like, <laughs> let's let's crew up. Let's, you know, and it was like the main crew. And then was like other extra people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time we didn't know there were, well, we knew there were G's, but we didn't, they didn't know or they didn't say there were G's. Like those extras would come and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, so then I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, like we, we got to talk a little bit then, but then graduated and like, I feel like we, for for me, I feel like we really didn't, I didn't, wasn't able to really connect with you until you were 
coming to my place for your to get your masters. Oh, yes. Yes. And I don't know how you feel. I think I mean I think that's pretty right? I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I I was the one not um you know, not living in an apartment with the rest of, you know, everybody else. I was in couch surfing, you know, I was <laughs> just, I was just, I'm not naming names. Right. But, um, <laughs> Danny, cabezón. <laughs> I provided the couch, but, <laughs> oh yeah, that's real. And then you provided but, uh, one roommate. <laughs> you duped us. You hoodwinked so and bamboozled us. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's a whole other, that's a whole other episode. Right. (laughs) But, um, I think, yeah, I think it was probably like later on because I think I was maybe in a different like space after college. And, and I think that that was like part of it, but I think that that was a very, um, you know, a good experience to be able to spend like not that we were spending the weekends together because I was in class, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, connecting, <laughs> connecting in the evenings yeah. while I couch surfed your place <laughs> <laughs> while so, I was in graduate school. So I was like, I was at, I was staying, I had my own place in Silver Lake. And then she, you went to UCLA to get your master's in public health. Public health. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like the, she's crazy. She was doing it like, an accelerated, what was it, an accelerated program? And it was like you did it uh, two two years worth in a year or what was that? It, it was actually done in two years, but it was like a weekend program, like Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It, while I was working full time, it was yeah. a little bit uh, excessive. Crazy. But doable. <laughs> <laughs> doable. When you're young, I think it's doable. You're crazy. <laughs> You're just crazy. And then uh, what, so I know you got your master's in public health, but what, what did you get from Long Beach State? What was your major that, what'd you graduate with? Health science. So health, health science. science, that was in school health education. And then at UCLA, it was community health. Ah, so I wanted to find out because the one there's many reasons why I have you on. I have you on because you're family, you're part of the crew, you're part of the tribe. Um, but also because you work in the public health, um, you know, school education space for the longest time, none of us knew what you did. We didn't understand. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, uh, a lot of folks don't understand, <laughs> but it wasn't until, <laughs> I think it wasn't until we, you know, we, st- we had the weekends and then like. Yeah. I was like, why are you like, you're doing this? Why are you doing like? And then you'd start telling, and then I'll be like, oh, I, and then you travel all the time because of, you know, everything that you do at, at your job. So can you explain a little bit what your title is now at West Ed? Um, been there for a long ass time. <laughs> I, I know over 21 years. I, I, I honestly can't believe it. So I, my, I think my title is not very descriptive is, it's senior research associate, whatever that, that means. But <laughs> in essence, I work in a space of nexus where public health meets education. Mm. So I currently do a lot of work around school climate and issues of school culture on um, stakeholder agency and voice and using data to prove 
school climate practices and all around equity and inclusion. So, so that's the work that I do. And I do evaluations and coaching and technical assistance with um, a lot of districts and schools and county offices of education. Um, and I've done it for many federal and state and locally funded projects. So that's in a nutshell what I, what I do. And the, the topics have varied. Um, they've like varied over the 20 years on substance use, uh, abuse prevention, violence prevention, mental health, nutrition. And so they've they've run the gamut and I think that they vary also because who's um, the focus of uh, different administrations that we've had over the course of the past, you know, two decades, there's a different emphasis at the federal level that has implications at state and local level. And so where, how has this last trash administration <laughs> impacted the direction of your, and the focus of your work? Well, I think that there was a lot of more, um, I mean, in my particular, in my particular area, I think that there was a greater emphasis on, um, on social emotional pain, a greater emphasis on trauma informed practices prevention. I know that there is like other impacts in other areas of, um, of education, but it didn't really have a it, you know, that didn't have an impact on the wellness and well-being aspect of the work that, you know, that I do. It's just that sometimes there's more emphasis on substance abuse prevention and violence prevention. Other times there's more of an emphasis on social emotional learning. So I think like uh, recently it was more around social emotional social emotional learning, around trauma-informed practices, um, uh, you know, there was, you know, there, there was definitely some, some challenges, but mm -hmm. there's always like a, a shift. There's definitely always, you know, a shift with, um, you know, with, with the federal government and even at the state level. And, yeah. and I, that, you know, that had, it changes, um, it changes what they do at, at the, you know, at district levels and what they're emphasizing and, I don't want to call it trends, but sometimes there seems to be a trend and sometimes it seems like we've come full circle, like, oh, now they're talking again about resilience and youth voice. And, you know, we were doing that 20 years ago. <laughs> so it, it just, you know, it like comes, it's like cyclical. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's like some, the, basically the thoughts and questions that I had with the work that you've been, cause you've been doing this work for such a long time. I, when I was doing research, I recently came upon um, the American Medical Association article about how is racism a threat to public health? Uh -huh. And I want to say, like, you know, you hear that a lot right now. And, and to some people, they're like, oh, you know, yeah, like it's being recognized and this and that. But like, has that always been part of the dialogue since when you first came into the like into the industry, into this research? I mean, I, it, it was probably framed a little bit differently. Yes. You know, of course, racism is a public health issue. I think that maybe how we have been talking about it, let's, you know, 10 years or so, it's more about like the disproportionality of there's a lot more black African-American students 
being um, like, you know, being suspended and expelled from schools, for example. And so we've been talking about it in that frame and, and always think about how do we disaggregate data and looking at different groups, or some people might use the term, you know, subgroups, like looking at it by different race and ethnic groups. And what does it look like for different groups and what are the needs of individual groups? So we've, we've, um, I mean, now we're definitely a little bit more, uh, explicit about the term, but I think that, you know, we have been talking about disproportionality, we have been talking about school to prison pipeline, have mm-hmm. been talking about um, different impacts on black and brown, you know, students um, in California. And, you know, depending on the states, you know, that we're working with, that there's challenges here. And what are you doing to address the needs of particular, um, you know, groups that you're serving? And the same goes for, you know, uh, you know, other, you know, other uh, uh, um groups like LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus, I mean, there's like different, um, you know, different needs. And so we have, we have worked in trying to elevate those conversations and, um, you know, with different, you know, with different groups that, that we work with, um, that I've worked with. And so, I mean, it's, it's important, but now it's definitely much more, more deliberate count conversations about, you know, racial justice, social justice. And, you know, you're seeing more movement, even in terms of curriculum that you're seeing at different states and what they're embedding their practices, which is a good yeah, I was like, that's encouraging. Like you, you're on the ground floor. You're you're seeing what's really happening or what's being talked about in these spaces and what they're looking to, what's their like immediate plan, their long-term plan. And so that's mm-hmm. encouraging. Um, something else I wanted to ask you, or before I get into that, is as people can tell by the way you speak, uh uh, and what you're talking about, you know your shit. Um, you're super intelligent, super on it. And let me just let you guys know, um, Rebecca is little, but she's fucking. <laughs> she's she'll knock you down. Like she will. Like don't fuck with Rebecca. Like it, in life, in work. Like she she's she's small but fucking mighty, right? And and also like you're you're bilingual also because of your family speaks Spanish but then all of a sudden out of nowhere you're one day I don't know how you know time is so weird but I was like I was like I think I texted you about something it was like nine o'clock and you're like oh yeah I'm just finishing up this article and I was like article you're writing fucking articles like that's in itself (laughs) like you're a mom you know you have two kids you're married you do this and then you're writing fucking articles and then you're like oh yeah it's for this it's in fucking Spanish like (laughs) you're like bilingual bilingual like proper bilingual like you can write grammatically correct (laughs) about I think you're writing about health or something like that yeah, I did. Um, it was I did it for a little bit over two years. So I wrote for a um, a Spanish uh, new, uh, local newspaper in 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 Santana. So you know, I was born and raised in Santana. So I have this. There's this little uh, special <laughs> place in my heart for that for that community. And I mean, I think that the viewership is also. Um, it's it's Orange County, but it's like first 
Spanish. It's in, it, it is in Spanish. And so I volunteered writing an article, a weekly article on different health topics. And crazy. And then I, and then I, and then I stopped because, <laughs> because, you know, it, it took a lot of time and I, you know, it got busy with the kids, but yeah, I did that for a little bit more than, than two years. Yeah. I was and, like, what can't this lady do? Like, it's crazy. I was like, what? <laughs> so, <I know. laughs> so, so, you know, grow, you, you know, you're, you're, do, oh, this is what I wanted to talk to. I don't know if you remember, we had a conversation. It's maybe two, three years. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know if it was during this administration or not. But we were talking about pronouns. Uh-huh. And how it, it's a thing, you know, and how you went into a space and how everyone's going around, like, saying, like, their name and where they're from and their pronouns. <laughs> and mm-hmm. at the time, it was new for me. It, it was new for a lot of us. And, you know, to be fucking real and honest as fuck, I was just like, ugh, like, how fucking annoying. But also, I don't understand. It was lack of information, lack of history, lack of da-da-da-da, right? Now, I'm in another space now, of course, you know, and I mm-hmm. respect people's pronouns and, you know, and I'm learning uh, every day, learning about it and, you know, making sure I don't misgender, like a bunch of different things. I'm in another space. But I wanted to see in your line of work... From going to where it was like, what? What are people doing? These youngsters, what are they saying? Is it just like common thing place now when you go to these conferences or meetings and stuff like that? Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, it's it's definitely part of, you know, the conversation about, um, you know, creating those respectful environments, right? And so, yeah. yeah, that conversation that we had was, gosh, I want to say that was like maybe five years ago. Five it years was, ago. It was like quite a bit ago. And it was like the first time that I had been, um, you know, exposed to it. And I was like okay, what do I say? Like, I didn't know, (laughs) I didn't know what to say. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a work thing. It was um, Uh like another outside community thing that I had gone to, um, that had a lot of, um, you know, volunteers and advocacy, um, advocates, you know, in, in the space. And so I was, you know, it was like something new to me. And I think that that's why I had brought it up you know, in a conversation <laughs> with, with, you know, with this group. And, and so, but now, I mean, it's part of like my signature on my work email and a lot of colleagues have it, you yeah. know, on their, signature. um, you know, when I again to, you know, it's, it's part of a lot of folks's, um, you know, name 
use, you know, like internally at work, we use Zoom and it's, you know, part of our name slash, you know, pronoun. So it's like much more like commonplace. It's, um, you know, to see like when I go to meetings and, and people, you know, you know, men, you know, mention, you know, pronoun. And I think that, you know, part of name tags, I mean, like before this year, when we would meet in person, I would also see it like on, you know, a, a people's name tags. So mm. I, it's definitely, uh, you know, and I think it, I think it's helpful. And I think it's, you know, that notion of like inclusion and, yeah. and it's also like, it's like really thinking about, oh, that's a privilege that, you know, that I have. And so I need to be able to, uh, you know, to think about that that I bring and think about the inclusion of other folks who, um, you know, who, you know, who it might not be as clear when you, you know, when you see them. And so I think that it's important to like value, like the way I like, to be like my name to be spelled with one C, you know, they also, you know, deserve, um, for us to use the pronouns that, you know, that they, um, that they want. Yeah, no, it's real. And, and, and I say probably every episode, I learn a lot about a lot of different subjects, but especially these types of subjects on watching stuff on tip top, (laughs) on the tip top. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I'm learning yeah. like so much. Like it, it's just, it, it's amazing. So moving on from that, um, mm-hmm. oh, one quick question and we're not going to get into a whole big discussion. Do you use, personally, do you use Latinx, Latinx or do you use Latina? What, how is that for you? I mean, to describe myself, I use Latina, but I've used um, the term Latinx in other contexts like to describe you know, inform information, but to describe myself, I still, you know, I still use Latina. Yeah. The same. Mm-hmm. Oh, the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So with that, I wanted to say top up right off the top of your head, who are our, cause I do the same, but off the top of your head, who are our current Latinx leaders? <laughs> Can you name one? Can you name two? Can you name three? Right. That is like, so, (laughs) I mean, that is like such a great question. I mean, one person that I think of like, you know, wow, she's like amazing is, you know, Dolores Huerta. Right. And, um, you know, and the work, you know, that, that she's done, but it, yeah. Like I've been thinking, I've been thinking about it because you've been hearing like, you know, we're, you know, both in California, like I've been hearing, you know, these conversations about, you know, we need to replace one of our, our senators. And then, um, you know, and like the conversations about, oh, like it needs to be, you know, a, la- a Latina and you're hearing different conversations, like from different, you know, groups. And then I was like, who would that be? Like, you know, it's exactly. like, like from a political, you know, a political place. I'm like, wait, who would that be? Yeah. It's like, you, you think about that. I don't know. Yeah. Like this um, whole, this whole administration, but especially this year, like I'm always telling, you know, my homegirls, I was it's like, who, we're always having this ongoing, like almost daily conversation. Like who is, who's our James Baldwin? Who is our, Malcolm X like who is a, like current like right now you know what I'm saying and yeah and you know even like we don't even have proper proper quote-unquote celebrities 
that really take the reins and we don't have like we don't have that and then you know the shit that went down with Eva Langoria like like you're you're whack like you it's whack it's 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 yeah you, you, you're you're purposely putting you're an actress slash activist right trying and you're mm-hmm. doing all these organizations and movements supposedly for the you know the Latinx community and stuff but you don't speak for all of us but if you're gonna try to speak for all of us like be a real leader like take the L know that you said some foul shit and you can't right. you can't give a whack ass apology to try to explain it. I was made sure that I watched the video so I could see the tone. <laughs> you know, it's another right. thing too to read it. It's another thing to hear it and see it. And it's just see like uh-huh. like real leadership. It's just like oh, to be a leader, you have to. It it shows speaks volumes of how you take those L's. And like we don't even have shit like. We, we don't, no. we, we barely have any representation and those that are representation either don't want to step up and those that are stepping up are, are doing a fucking terrible job and just showing how much more work we have to do, especially when it comes to, you know, anti-blackness. And the only people during oh, yeah. this entire time that I've felt good and I was like, yes, this is the voices are two activists on the ground, one from the West Coast and one from the East Coast that I heard on this amazing episode of Latina to Latina. And I was like, great, you mm-hmm. have representation because we're 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 not a monolith and there's so much more, but at least you had two different views from someone from the West Coast and some from yeah. the Yeah, and someone from the East Coast. And I was like, I was like eating up everything they were saying because they were calling it out as it is anti-blackness mm-hmm. you know and one was afro-latina you know what i'm saying it's just like let's have these tough conversations um and let's not like i don't know about you like i tried to like i'm looking right especially doing this podcast and stuff i'm looking to follow people certain organizations and some of them like for a long time the reason why i did this is because i don't find any latina Lat- latina places spaces that i feel i connect with because i'm like you're just latinas who do everything to be white like (laughs) yeah you know like it's just you're just a you know different shades of different colors but doing the same thing that like you know regular like white influencers are doing like i don't that doesn't do anything for me like where's the substance where's the real conversations so I just wanted yeah. to say, like, I was like, let me ask her because maybe she comes up. Maybe she, I'm not knowing, but I've been asking no. everybody. <laughs> like, we have nothing. no. I think, yeah, I've had the same conversation with, um, you know, with some other, you know, folks about how there isn't like, it's like we're not as. I mean, I, partly it is, I think, because we're a little bit divided, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, and we're not as, you know, as organized. And that's like unfortunate that that there isn't someone that we can, uh, um, you know, think about off the top of our, you know, you know, on top of mind. And, yeah. you know, and that's unfortunate. Um yeah, I just, I hope it, I hope it changes. Like, I hope, I mean, because she got dragged, like, she, Eva got dragged. I mean, she was getting dragged in Spanish, <laughs> like, yeah. by, by academics and writers. And stuff. I was like, this is what, this is what needs to happen. Like, this is when you, this is when I love Twitter. This is when, like, it's happening in real time. You know, she's getting yeah. called out by the black community. But, but beyond that, and the most important work is she's calling, getting called out from the Latinx community, people that are well-respected and that know way more than her. 
Right. And I was like, that, I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I remember I was telling, I was telling Rucka, I was like, you know, he could, he could care less of all the theatrics of anything. Right. And he's, he's on uh-huh. it just to be on it, but he doesn't really look. And I was like, yo, even Gore, she's getting dragged. And then when I saw the, I forget his name. I can't think of his name right now. This writer, you probably know him too. And he was like calling her out with receipts and all kinds of stuff in Spanish. I was like, Ooh, in Spanish too. And I was telling him, I'm all excited. I'm all, Ooh, like, because it needs, we need, we don't have it. And every, everyone needs to be called out, you know, like, mm-hmm. like just shut up, like say, Oh, I was wrong. Shut up, listen and learn. Like, yes. you know, we all, you know, we've all, you know, done things where we've had to like learn. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe not as bad as that, but <laughs> but I think that um, that there there comes a place where it's like okay, sometimes you just need to hear it and and take the feedback, and yeah. and figure out how you grow from there. Yeah, yeah. and it just like just like we, I told you, and I was super honest about the you know the pronouns and stuff. I was like, Ugh, what ridiculous? Get over it. And here we are. Five years later, like, and I was like, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. I learned. I listened. I, you know, like I need to, like I said, we have this privilege, you know, and Mm -hmm. we have to respect that and look at that and all that stuff like that. And, and it's, it's, it's such a shame of this, this crabs in a barrel mentality, especially between the, you know, black and brown folks, you know, the Latinx is like, we could be so powerful if we, if we fucking unite and everybody, like say this every episode, they would be so shook. And it's just like, I think all of us are in that place, just like America is. It's like, we can't move forward until we acknowledge the fucked up shit, <laughs> you know? Yes. And, and there's like small moves by, by, by that are in the long term big moves. Like, um, I can't, I, I should have wrote her name down. She's represent. She's she's competing for uh, Miss Mexico, and she's she's representing Nayarit, and she's oh, okay. she's African and Mexican. So she's okay. dressed in traditional. You know how they they do that. They dress in the traditional indigenous. Mm-hmm. Um, not God won't say garb, but you know a dress. You know of yes. of that mm-hmm. region. So like, and I was like, ah. Oh, like that was such a beautiful thing, and I think there was another one from Durango, and she's also um, um, Afro Latina too. And it's like two at the same same year representing. And I was like, these. So some people might look like small steps, but these are big steps because you know they're getting right. so their yes. comment section. Imagine Rebecca, their comments. Oh my gosh. From no, I haven't people even in looked. her country, I, I I assure you, I don't even have to look. Just from yeah. you know, it's like racist from all around the world, but especially in Mexico. I know the colorism, right? Yeah, it's there. So it's it's there, but I, you know, it's also you know part of the role that we all can play in in trying to you know call people into those conversations about why that, you know, why, it, why we shouldn't be doing that, why we shouldn't be saying um, terms or valuing, you know, certain colors of skin more than that. And it's super prevalent in, in our culture, unfortunately, and just been ingrained for, you know, for decades and Th- thousands of like thousands, yeah, thousands of like hundreds and mm-hmm. thousands of years. Like, 
And it's just like you see that like all the things that are coming to the surface that have always been there, just like that's how deep the clause of racism, colonization is right. so ingrained in all of our cultures. Because you can go to you can go to any lat, like <laughs> Latino country yeah. and everyone has that story of colorism and mejorar, you know, the line, the race and, you know. Never had a problem with dating a white person, but you know, like all these different things. And right. it's like we and also the 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 ignoring the history of the African history roots and 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 work and contributions in 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 Mexico alone, let let alone all of you know Central South America. And it's like it's like we're doing the same thing. We can't we can't say like we want all these things here when we're doing it ourselves in our own cultures and in our and you know in our tierra natales or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I know. Oh, man. It's a lot of work all it's around. A lot of work. Yeah. But these conversations are good and that's why I was like, you know, I'm definitely gonna bring this up with um Rebecca and stuff. But also another thing I wanted to say is that you know, you're, I always thought of you as like so grown and so mature and just already on it, <laughs> like, you know, being an adult, adulting and stuff. And then, you know, you have Sophia and, you know, you're a mom plus doing all these things. And, I, you know, I don't like, I see it, but I don't get it. And then I, I don't know if you remember when I had Kanoa, I, I think I called you or I texted you and I was like, Rebecca, I am so sorry. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like four? And I was like, oh my God, I should have been there for you. I should have brought food. I should have said like I was going to hold Sophia or do laundry or something. Like I, Because I had no point of reference. Like I had no idea, you know? And and then I remember uh, Lisa uh, Jenkins, who was on the guest before you, you know, she had been exposed to that and, you know, probably was called out and she had friends that had kids. And so when I, you know, she brought me f frozen food with instructions and I was like, how do you know how to do this? And she's like, oh yeah, no. And like, she broke it down all, and it made me think, I was like, holy shit, I do shit. Like I showed up to the baby shower. <laughs> you know what I remember? I don't know if you remember, but you and Karen were on your way back from San Diego one day and Sophia was like weeks old and, and you, and you both arrived at the house. Like it was like nine o'clock at night or something. And you were there like until two in the morning. Inappropriate. <laughs> And then we like we're looking at the pump, and and I was like showing you all the pump, and you and do you, I don't know if you remember it. Kind of, sort of, sort of. And then and Sophia would wake up crying, and, and then I'm like, I'll be right back. And then I would go feed her, and then I would come back, and then we would keep talking. But it was it was all good. I mean, I think I I was able to like you know I guess uh, create seg of what I knew who, you know, who had kids and people that I knew who, who did not and just, you know, and I, you know, I'm not one to ask for help. So I think that it was just, Man. I was like, okay, yeah, they don't get it. You know, they don't get it yet. They're, it's fine. 
it's yeah, fine. No, that's, you know, it's a, it's a different space. It's 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 fucked but, up. And so, so I was like, Let, I need to apologize immediately because this is terrible. No one told me, and she was doing that, and she was working, and she would like. I was like, no, 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 no. Um. So yeah. So anyways. Um. So <laughs> let's get into the not so rapid fire questions, aka the slow as hell questions. Are we ready? Oh, I, I just, I, oh my gosh. It just came to mind. Are you stressing? Are you sweating? I haven't. I remember. Okay. I full, you know, I have not listened to all of them yet. And that's okay. But I, but I did listen to some of them yet. And it just, I just remembered just now that you asked me. Great. I love it. You're not prepared. Awesome. Because I don't like when people, I was like, oh, they're going to listen and they're going to be, have their answers ready. Okay. First one, easy breeze, easy breeze. Three words to describe yourself. Three words. Okay. Uh, Curious. Mm -hmm. Open-minded. That's hyphenated. (laughs) That's fine. That works. That works. Yeah. Okay. It's connected. Um, I think thoughtful. Yes, all those things. Badass. Don't get on your scary side, on your bad and if side. I was, uh, if there was a fourth, it'd be stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure uh, MC, what's the number now? MC 50-something. 50-something will concur. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's the best piece of advice you've received? Oh, I think the best piece of advice, oh gosh, this is, let's see. I think from younger, in like younger years, right? From, from the, you know, from my parents, it's like, you know, the si se puede, you can do, (laughs) you know, you can do it, mija, right? (laughs) I think that was, um, you know, I think that was one like growing up. I think that more recently, I would say like in the past five years or so is, um, is recognizing that the reminder of like self-awareness and that, um, that self-care is essential. I think that's been like the best, um, advice in more recent years and especially during this year. Oh, please believe it. The longest, shortest, longest year ever. Um, (laughs) What are you, I'm sure this is, I mean, you spoke of so many ways already, but what are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You need a new header for these. What do you call these questions? The not so rapid fire questions, the AKA slow as hell questions. (laughs) All right. Slow as hell. Okay. So that's good since you have the slow, um, (laughs) dismantling the patriarchy. Okay. I, I think so there's, you know, there's a lot, you know, that we can all contribute, you know, to that. I think that one thing um, that as a parent, uh, it's like that constant, constant reminder, constant communication um, with not just, you know, Mario, but also with the kids in, in like breaking down like those gender roles. Right. And just being very knowing, you know, I have, um, you know, I have a boy, I have a girl and then just making sure that I am not, you know, leaning towards, you know, one end, okay, you have to do this. And, you know, 
I think that fortunately I grew up in a, in a household where, you know, dad did a lot of cooking. So to me, it was like natural that, you know, Mario does a lot of the cooking at the house. And so I think it's, that's part of like, you know, showing the kids that that's normal, that we're both contributing to the household, you know, whatever gender we might be and that we all have chores and everybody does their own laundry and, you know, I'm not responsible, you know, for everyone. And I think that when it comes to folks outside of the house is, um, you know, I think my role is in, you know, calling in people to conversations. And I think that, you know, that's come up recently where during the pandemic, we started getting um, really close to a lot of neighbors. And so we mm-hmm. would have a driveway uh, meetings and conversations. Oh, and awesome. it was really nice. We got to meet a lot of people that we've been living next to for like 15 years <laughs> and hadn't had conversations with before. And, um, but, you know, some of those conversations have been a little, um, a little bit testy because things have come up in terms of like, politics and, you know, because apparently the public health is now a political issue too. So, I mean, I think that all of those things have come up and, you know, and, and it's a little bit of my sweet spot when you talk about, you know, public health. So I think that part of it is calling people in, you know, to those conversations, uh, especially those people who need to be called in when, when even, realize that they need to be called into those conversations. So it's like calling them in to talk about um, issues related to equity. So I think that's another thing that I do. Yeah, I think, I think so for sure. You do by you, you, you're by example. I feel like that's what you do. And I, you know, in a previous episode, Yvonne Gallardo said that when I asked her that question, she was like, you know, we're not cooking. Being Latina, um, being in Latina hmm. family, especially for gatherings, if the women, I mean, that's a major stance, especially in those spaces, you know, that's huge, you know. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's great. Um, what song do you, is your go-to song to get you hyped in in a situation? Uh. Do you, do you even have that? Does that even happen to you? Do you, or like, oh, I need this song. I need to get hyped. So I'm all over the place when it comes to music. Um, but I think that there's, <laughs> there's, uh, I, you know, I really like Mana. And um, there's a, a song, um, Me Vale. Uh, Me Vale. That one? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's that one. And there's like, I mean, I, I like a lot of their songs. So I think that if it's about getting hyped, it's that. I think that if it's about um, mellowing out, it could be a little bit of Sade. Yeah. It could be my old soul music, like Agustin Lara, you know, so um, so I'm a, a little bit all over the place. So when different it comes songs to- for different to set the, get you hyped and to either get you hyped to hype down, <laughs> to cool exactly. down. Exactly. To or cool get down you or is it to get me excited? Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's different, different types. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Final question. You made it through. Good work. Okay. Is, okay. What will be your legacy? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to edit up the pause that I'm about to do right now? Okay, nope. <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, the legacy. Okay, I think, let's see. Well, 
um, I think in a pro, in legacy in terms of like a professional background, it would be, uh, you know, my commitment to co-creating content that um, that is in service of um, of equitable practices, like for schools and for communities, and um, that support like the well being of youth. I think that. My legacy in terms of a, a personal, you know, stance is to have um, is to have instilled in those around me, especially like my kids, like, you know, that they, um, you know, that they have the power of voice, that they know the power of culture and that they have, you know, the power like to support those who need it most. And so I would hope that that's what, you know, what I'm instilling in them and what would be my legacy. And, you know, it's, it's good to see that in many ways, I'm starting to see those elements um, in both of them, even though, you know, 13 and, and 11. So I'm starting to see, you know, things that they've done, you know, and, uh, that makes me, you know, proud, you know, more than the grades, right. It makes me, you know, proud to see that, you know, that they've like both have stood up for, for, you know, for other kids and, um, you know, in different, you know, in different scenarios, but, but I'm glad, you know, to see some elements of that already. Nice. Mm -hmm the the to see the hard work you put in is paying off <laughs> yeah yeah I I mean hopefully I mean I really you know I really I grew up with uh um you know in a like you right like in a household that you know really value like our Mexican culture and um and then I think just you know trying to pass that on to them so that they value it and that they're proud of it as yeah. well. And that, you know, they're, that they're able to be more free, more free probably than how I was, you know, growing up and having to try and hide that, you know, you know, Espanol or, you know, like those yeah. kinds of yeah. things. So, so I think that that's um, what the, like part of the legacy would be. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then before we leave, I mean, I just want to say thank you so much for, for taking the time. You're so busy and this is in the morning. Um, you have to get back to work and stuff like that. But I wanted to say what, what are your final parting thoughts on COVID for us right now? We're, we're, we just got the thing where it starts Saturday. I mean, like your public health, like, Tell these motherfuckers to wear these masks. I know. Wear <laughs> the mask. It's not. I mean, like, it's like back to the basic stuff, right? <sighs> it's like, I, you know, it's like, I've never liked people invading my personal space in line, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. even before the pandemic. Same. It's like, keep your distance, you know, sneeze into your elbow, wear a mask, wash your hands. It's like, we're, this is like preschool stuff, kids. This yeah. isn't. Rocket science. And, you know, it, it works. Like you, you're seeing that working in schools that are taking like those precautions and it's like, let's, 
just do it and stop complaining and yeah. stop complaining about having to wear a mask when you go to the store. Um, I mean, I kind of, I like not having to see people coughing and hacking all over the place. <laughs> like how you normally, you know, before you'd see people sneezing and it's like, ah, yeah. so it's just like, Ponte la mascara. Put it on. <laughs> just wear it. Just yeah. wear it. Like just do the work. Like let put everybody on a crazy lockdown. <laughs> I know. And let's just yeah, I'm tired. Like let's do this. Like you, you like you putting these things and saying I've been do- I haven't stopped. I've been doing the same shit I since know. March. <laughs> I know. Exactly. And I'm tired. I know. And it's, it's it's only, it's getting worse, but it could be that much more worse if people like you and I weren't doing this shit since March. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It, I mean, it's so true. It it really <sighs> is. Oh, Marisa, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you no. so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate no, it. I love you. you. You're such a big part of the tribe. Um, you know, you you are the 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 mature, you know, <laughs> pillar of our crew. Um, oh my gosh, mature! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the the real adults, uh, and uh, we appreciate. We're it. all adults now. We're I know, all adults. but you know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but you know, but really, thank you for doing this. I think that you know this is. Um, great that you're, you know, doing this work for the community, you know, for different communities to hear different voices and, and, you know, also to hear you and you have like the smoothest voice on the podcast. It's fabulous. (laughs) It's true. true. And of course, you know, I've always told you that your is like so contagious. It's like addicting. I love your laugh. (laughs) My cackle. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Say hi to the familia. Hi, my name is Lilian Rivera and I am an author and uh, my latest uh, young adult novel is coming out September 15th. It's called Never Look Back. It's a retelling of the Greek myth Orpheus and Eurydice set in New York with um, Afro-Latino protagonists, characters. Um, It has bachata, it it has prince, it has love, it has angry spirits and goddess and um, all kinds of stuff. So that's it. What's up? And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural, Supernatural Bear. Bear. Hello, Autobots and Decepticons. That's my new Scratch phrase. Um, <laughs> I am SNB16. If you know me on Scratch, which you probably don't because you know why. Um, and I just want to remind everyone, stay safe, keep your masks on, be, be, be an optimist, not a Megatron. Um, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> um, and stay safe. Be the optimist prime of your household. Wear a mask today. That was a fake commercial, but still, wear a mask today. And... They're pretty cheap on the aftermarket. Let me just say that. 
So, um, in honor of uh, my tia Rebecca, actually, speaking of my tia Rebecca, I talked to her son, or aka my cousin Isak, like, I don't know, last weekend, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was last. I talked to him, um, yesterday, I mean, um, last weekend on Friday, so that was amazing. And I saw my tia Rebecca a little bit. And at the time of this recording, it is November. It was November twenty eighth. Um, it is about two days past Thanksgiving, and at the time, and it will probably be released. I don't know. I'm not sure because. I know my mom's a fast editor, but I am not sure what so ever. Anyway, Tia Rebecca, I love you. Everyone does. Um, and yeah, that's nearly pretty much it. But before I go, one more thing. Just to check me out on social media. You're well, not on social media. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Okay, bye. Bye. There it is. That's Rebecca. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. You know, just being able to focus on things other than, you know, catching up on life. It was like, let's catch up on on all the amazing work you've been doing, are doing, and will continue to do for the youth, for our youth, you know? Um... And I hope it left you hopeful. Hope you left thinking, okay, people like her are doing the work and we all come together, then there's hope. There's to break all these systems, right? Um, School to prison pipeline, stuff like that. So with that in mind, made me think of a quote that I made a note of in my phone when I was listening to Tanahasi Coates between the world and me. And this is it right here. When our elders presented school to us, they did not present it as a place of high learning, but as a means of escape from death and penal warehousing. Death and penal warehousing. Thanks again for listening, guys. We reap. Word to your mama is produced and owned by Ritzy P. The intro was produced by the great Nico Beats. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPerryWinkle.com, DorianSharp.com, and PanoplyBPO.com.